Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. You know, we're looking at a series in God's Word on, on such a time as this. And what that means, we're, we get that from the Old Testament that Esther was a young lady who actually became queen. And to make a long story short, the Jewish people were going to literally be wiped off of the earth. And Mordecai, who was a relative, said, God has put you in this position for such a time as this. And through her testimony and through her influence with the king, she was able to save God's people. Isn't it interesting to know that we are living in this time, such a time as this, that no other time in the world has seen this or faced this, what we're going through. And God has all of us here, and you and I, none of us will go to heaven until the exact time God wants us to go. Whether the Lord comes back or he takes us home, we pass away, but we have hope. I've never seen a time where people are more discouraged. I think, I think over the last couple of years, the fear has kind of gone away. I think now, and it's gone into discouragement. And, and this is what we're seeing. And so we always go to God's word to know that God gives us hope through the power of the Holy Spirit in his word. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we live in such a time as this. Lord, to encourage us to see all the things that are happening, to know that if we see you, we see hope. Lord, I don't know what everybody is going through here, whether they're watching online, whether they're here at church in the fellowship today, but Jesus, you know exactly what they need to hear from you today. So through your spirit, may you speak to them through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to turn to Romans chapter 13, Romans chapter 13 and verse 11. I was in a a certain place. I'll try and keep this a little generic, but I was in a place this week, and I I was walking up uh, to the checkout counter. And I was walking up to, as I walked up to the checkout counter, I saw the young lady, she was probably in her 20s behind a counter, and I just had a feeling like, mm, this is not going to go good. And uh, so I walk up, and she's like this, and she goes, what? And I go, I'll tell you what. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I wanted to. I wanted to. But she just goes, what? And I'm like, what are, we lo- what, what, what are we living in? Yeah, what's going on in our world? And I, and I thought about that, that verse that tells us in the Bible when it comes to the end times, it tells us in Timothy and Matthew and different portions of the Bible that love will grow cold. And if there's ever a time in our society that we have experienced a coldness that what we're living in, and to know that this is where, well, the Bible gives us something which is so important in Romans chapter 13, Romans chapter 13, 
and tells us in verse 11, and do this, knowing the time that now it is high time. In other words, not only is it time to be awake, it is, it is more important than any other time in your life to see what's going on. To awake out of sleep for now our salvation. In other words, Jesus coming back is near than we first believed. Than we first believed. This is where we're at. It, what, what time is it as we look in God's word, as we see uh, what is happening in our society? When we look at God's word and we see what time it is for such a time as this, we can see what's happening. We know we're living in a, in a different time than any other time in history. So what time is it? Well, we, first, well, we, we see in, in society, in, in our world. And how that we're, the Bible says we'll be lovers of pleasure and entertainment more than anything else, the closer we get to the Lord. Do you, do you know that I was looking at different things this week, and I'll give you a statistic. You know, last week, sometimes when I talk about things, when I mentioned TikTok last week, I thought, you know, I'm driving home, I'm like, you know, maybe half the people didn't even know what TikTok was, you know? So I'm thinking, I'm thinking let me explain a little more before I share with you what I read this week. TikTok is like, it's just like YouTube, okay? Most everybody knows what YouTube is. Only instead of being 20 minutes or 45 minutes, it's like a minute long. It's just really the only way I know to explain it. And, and uh, there's a, uh, a young lady on, on TikTok, had Forbes magazine, had different earnings of different people this last year. There was a young lady in her 20s on TikTok that earned more money last year than the CEO of Mobile Oil Company. And no wonder, I, I was reading an article, I said, yeah, you know, her, there's two daughters. Said, yeah, their parents are able to quit their jobs and everything. And I thought, well, no wonder, you know, they're making millions of dollars every year. But just, just by, I'm thinking, this is entertainment. Nothing's really wrong or right about entertainment. But when we are saturated in our society that people want to be entertained more, when you and I can drive through McDonald's and see they're hiring people at $15 an hour and they can't get anybody to work, what's happening? This is where we're at. This is just where people in our, in our world today want to be more entertained than they do want to work. And God says, this is just not the way it's supposed to be. But that's where we're at. The Bible says as we get closer to his coming, we will see more and more of this happening. What about the, even the world? Example you probably saw yesterday on the news. I keep aware of it because um, um, our son lives in Los Angeles. And, and, um, and if you notice, there was a tsunami warning from Santa Cruz, which is near San Francisco, a tsunami warning from San Francisco, which is like a six-hour drive all the way to L.A., but from San Francisco all the way down to San Diego, a tsunami warning because way thousands of miles out in the ocean, in the ocean, a volcano erupted under the ocean. And there was a tsunami warning for the coast of California. The Bible talks about that in the end times. These are the things that will happen. This is where we are. God just tells us in his word that we just read in society, we need to wake up. We need to know this is where we're at. And if this is where we're at, 
What do we need to focus on? We need to realize more than ever that our day, every day, needs to count. We have more people more discouraged and more hurt than at any other time in history. There is an uncertainty, and we can give them hope through the certainty that we have. God's word continues with what we see in society. Look at... uh, Our next verse, I want you to look up a little bit further, all the way up to the book of Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12, we actually looked at verse 11 last week when it talked about how that we overcome in this world, not by ourselves, but through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Through his death, through his resurrection, anything that you face, you are now a believer. God is for us. Who can be against us? We are more than conquerors and more than overcomers. Well, listen to what the Bible tells us as we see how things are heating up in society, in our world. Verse 12 begins in Revelation 12. Therefore rejoice. In other words, God is telling us about the previous verse, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Then he changes. It says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath. Why is the devil working harder than he ever has before? Because the Bible tells us God's word because he knows that he has a short time. Why are we seeing? Why are we seeing what we're seeing today? In our world that we live in, in real time, Because the devil knows his time is short. And he's wreaking havoc all across the world. That being said, look back at Ephesians chapter 5. I want to use a few verses today. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15. Now it comes down to us. What about us? What are we supposed to do? As believers, how are we supposed to actually live spiritually Through the power of the Holy Spirit, I always try and say, one of the things I try and do is remind you every week that the Holy Spirit lives within you. We can get so busy through the week and we forget, you know, all the different things going on. The Holy Spirit lives within us. He protects us. He guides us. He directs us. You know, this week, it just happened to happen. I was was getting ready to go somewhere and I I came out of my townhouse, the townhouse next to me, and all of a sudden, uh, the daughter of the lady lives in the townhouse is, she's probably in her 40s. She was over helping her mom. Her mom's elderly. And I see her kind of perplexed in the driveway. And... And I say, hey, what's going on? And, and she goes, oh, I can't believe it now. She goes, I, 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 I came out to get the trash real quick out of mom's place. I took her to the beauty shop. She's over there getting her hair done. And my keys, the car keys, everything's in the house. I locked myself out of the place, and I don't have an extra key. I said, well, that's all right. I said, I, I said well, what's going on? She goes, oh, I can't believe. I said, which, hey, what, what's, what can I do? And she goes, well, I don't know. She goes, let me call one of my sisters. She says, that's what's great about having four sisters. So I go, okay, start making a phone call. So I give her my phone, and she's falling. She can't get a hold. She can't get a hold of this daughter and that, or this sister and that sister. Finally, she gets a hold of one who doesn't live too far. So I start to drive her over where her other sister lives. And then her other sister calls and says, hey, I just happen to have a key. I'll meet you back over there and so forth. So it all gets done within a matter of 15 minutes and I'm on my way. And I drive away 
thinking, you know, was the Lord protecting me from something that day? I don't know. But, you know, maybe I was going to drive somewhere or going to be at a certain place, and he just happened to have that happen. Yeah, yeah, it helped her out. But he just happened to have me do this and do that because he knows every hair on my head. He knows every breath that I take. And as we as believers really believe who he is, he's got whatever's going on in your life. Whatever you're facing, he's orchestra. He's in control. No matter what the devil is trying to do, he is what, what we want to know is we gather here every week, the Holy Spirit that lives within you is guiding and directing, making decisions for you and encouraging you if you'll let him. Ephesians chapter 5 and verses 15, verses 15 through 18. See then, okay, that's the case in such a time as this and what's going on with the time in which we're living in. This is us now. See then that you walk circumspectly. In other words, you walk clearly, discerning, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, it's not so much we think in the original language. Not so much is, is to buy back. You know, we think we're redeem. We're buying back is what Jesus did on the cross. He took all our sins. He bought us eternal life in heaven through his shed blood on the cross of Calvary. Here, it mean, when it means redeem the time, redeem, it means to make every second, every day count. Make every day count. You ever, you ever talk to somebody, you're out somewhere, and, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Stranger, oh, I'm, just, uh, I'm just here wasting time. You know, wasting time. And I'm thinking, oh, I hate to hear that. Time is so precious. It's so valuable. Make every day count. Well, how do we do that? Because why? Why do we do it? It's because we know the days are evil. So, in other words, when you have your devotions every day for just a few minutes, you're setting the course for the day that Jesus is in control and you're going about your day because the days were reminded, we want to make it count spiritually because the days are evil. The devil hates what you stand for. We're created in God's image. We are a believer. We're saved now in God's image. He cannot stand what you stand for. The good news is he can't win against us. Isn't it a wonderful verse? We always quote Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. At the end of that, God tells us, I will feed you. I will give you dinner. I, meaning Jesus, in the present time of your enemies. All the enemies against us can do when Jesus is in control, all they can do is watch. They can't do anything. Remember that today. No matter what is going on in your life, don't let the devil where he starts, he gets right in here. Look what's happening. God can't solve that. God can't fix that. Look how long it's been. Look what you're going through. You don't stand a chance. All these things that he puts in here. God wants us to take a deep breath and know, think clearly, and the way that we do is through his word. Verse 17, therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. 
And do not be drunk with wine, and di- which is dispensation, but be filled with the Spirit. God's giving us example. You ever hear those commercials on, a, on the radio? You're going to get pulled over if, you, if, you, if you're, you're buzzed, you know? Buzz driving, you know what I'm saying? You're not thinking clearly. If you're drinking, you're not thinking clearly. When, when you get to that place and you don't think clearly what's going to happen, we're going to make bad decisions. God's saying, when we are led by the Spirit and we're reminded who we are in Jesus, just like what happened to me this week, he's going to direct you every step that you go this week, even when the days are evil. See, because you can take your life right now, God is honoring you because you chose to tune in or you chose to be here today. God is going to honor you, and he's going to speak to you in such a way for you, for your situation, completely different than the person sitting next to you because you chose to be led by his spirit. Let's look at one more verse, and we'll close today. Colossians chapter 1, it's one of the verses that I really love in the Bible, have memorized. Colossians chapter 1. In verse 27, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 27. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. What is it with us today? Christ in you, the hope of glory. In other words, when we see time and eternity, and there's not a clock, when we see eternity and time which is involved, the hope that we have, the hope that you and I have, is Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, lives within us. You see why the devil can't, he can try. The Bible says a righteous person gets knocked down seven times gets back up. You say, well, what does that actually mean? Well, it's not really so much the seven times. It is as you can keep getting knocked down and you're always going to get back up. You know, I'll never forget it in in those God times in your life that you'd never forget. there, There might be three or four of them all of us have in your life. There's just certain times that you know without a doubt that you didn't tell anybody, nothing happened, but God came through in a way that it's like, whoa. You know, we were just starting the church, and uh, I was a little nervous about it, and, and Jim and Lisa were so thankful and, and what they did to help start the church, and, and uh, it was getting... That Saturday before the church was starting, about it, it'll be eight years ago now, which is crazy. And, um, and so I kept getting phone calls because the prior week, the Beacon Journal wanted to know about the church and because they used to pastor here and so forth, they wanted to do an article and so forth about me starting a, a church here and so on and so forth, which they did. And so people were calling me. Hey, Dallas, it's in the paper, and you need to go check it out. So I put off all day because I can't, I can't 
stand to see or read something about myself. So anyway, so I, <clears throat> it's finally 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I say, okay, I'm finally going to go to Circle K and, and get a, a newspaper. And, and so I go down Circle K, and it is just, it's like a day like today, only it's just, just a blizzard, which we all can relate with. And the wind's blowing, everything's happening. And I even realized as I was going up to walk in the store that I noticed the, the step come out. It was icy. I thought, you know, I need to be careful. Of course, when I'm in there, I got to get a big gulp of Diet Coke. So I'm in there and I get the big gulp of Diet Coke. I got it on one hand, I get two newspapers in the other hand. And it's just really bad. So I go to pull the, the door open. As I go to pull the door open, I, my foot, hit, it, it just hits the ice. And I, it's just slow motion. I'm just, the, the Diet Coke is going up in the air. And it's going up in the air and it's coming down. And forget that. Bam! I go right right down on the concrete, just, oh, just blasted my shoulder, which my body's a mess anyway. So I blasted my shoulder, fell down, and out of nowhere, out of nowhere, this big guy comes by. Didn't even ask me. You know how I, you ever see somebody fall down, and what do you do? You go, hey, can I, can I help you up? You know, can I do something to help you? That didn't happen. This guy just comes over me. Goes, let me help you. That, I mean, that's, that was his voice, okay? And he goes like this. I mean, he was so big. I couldn't, he had a hoodie on and a big coat. And he goes down and he puts both of his hands, his huge hands, and he pulls it, and he goes underneath my chest, and he just pulls me, bam, sets me straight up. And I'm, I'm, like, I'm disoriented, okay? Because if everything had happened, I'm going to have to go buy another newspaper, the Diet Cokes all over the newspapers. And I'm just standing there like, oh, man. And I, and I go to say something to him. He's gone. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> now, I've had just a few of those in my life. But see what the devil was first trying to do he wanted to, he knew something good was going to happen the next day as the church was starting because of me because it was his work he knew something the devil knew something good was going to happen and he did everything he had he wanted to he wanted to spoil it destroy it and to knock me down now did he temporarily knock me down but i'm here today still presenting god's word i'm here today to tell you that story which i believe was an angel and to give God the glory to know the devil, when Christ is in you, the hope of glory, no matter what happens in your life, he's always going to pull you back up. Amen. And you're going to be better than what you were before because of Christ in you, the hope of glory. In this crazy world for such a time as this that we live in, that we know that Jesus is coming back. I want you all these preachers, and they're, oh, Lord, come back, come back. Don't get me wrong. I want the Lord to come back, but I want a, a little bit longer. Why? Because a day with the Lord is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day. We cannot comprehend eternity. I want to do whatever we can. You have family. I have family. We have friends that we went to school with. We played ball with all these things that don't know Jesus. We still want a little more time to reach them and to give them hope. For such a time as this, the Lord has you live today in this world 
to reach people now that are so hurting more than ever before. And they're all around us. All we have to do is let the light shine off our life and let them see Jesus. And the Bible says, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in us. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today, and I know mainly this has been for you of thinking of, of to be encouraged, but to think of. So who, who were you thinking of? At the end, who were you thinking of at the end of the message? Was it a family member? Was it a friend? Was it a coworker? See, we're still here to let our light so shine for such a time as this as Esther was able to save God's people right at that point in time. God has you here. He will orchestrate your life this week. It is time that we see and we discern. No matter what you're facing today, whether it's an illness, whether it's unemployment, whether it's you fill in a blank, divorce, I, I don't know what it is. You're watching today. You're here today. God has you here to listen to know. He's saying, give it to me. Give it to me. I'll take care of it. I'll only fix it. But I'll make you better than you ever were before. If we just let him do it. Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You're watching, which we have hundreds and hundreds of people watch or, or, or watch our, our tape broadcast on, on YouTube. We always give God's plan a salvation for heaven was through his son, Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, if you call upon the name of the Lord, You'll be saved. You say, what do you mean, Dallas? Are you willing to believe and say this prayer? If you believe who Jesus is and say, Jesus, I believe that you are God's son. You lived a perfect life in this world, and you shed your blood on the cross of Calvary for me. And right now I ask you, come into my life. Forgive me, Jesus for all of my sins and from this day forward help me to live by your resurrection power Father we thank you today that we are able to share good news the gospel Lord we ask as we close this service today if there's someone here as Ben leads us that doesn't know you even in the midst of this place right now today that doesn't know you as their savior may they come forward today may a friend bring a friend or a family member we can show them in your word what I just shared to the broadcast that anyone that comes to you by faith can have eternal life in heaven Jesus we thank you we praise you as we give this invitation in Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. 
you no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.